This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronics Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. He's a male model, not a male prostitute. He's your host, Icy Robot. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week and this week this week it's gonna get slightly less week we got a we got a bit of an abridged show we're gonna we're gonna talk to ab silver as far as i know he's on the line right now waiting for us so we we're gonna get to uh we're gonna get some more johnny coin talk i don't know it's gonna be great we're gonna do this gonna do that but uh i don't know dude let's get the jump off jumping you are listening to the toys r us report Mind over matter. Mouth in motion. Can't deny it, because I'll never be quiet. Let's start this. All right, we are back for another exciting episode of everybody's favorite show, the greatest podcast in the world, the good old Toys R Us report. As you know... Johnny Coins hit the market a while back. They've been, they have not really been blazing it up on the uh, good old, good old cryptocurrency front. As I understand it, they are, they are presently at 11 cents per coin, starting off at a dollar per coin. I, I don't know if that is, uh, I don't know if that's the best return on your investment. I've been waiting to, uh, I've been waiting to talk to AB. I've been trying to get Johnny Five on the line so that we can see what's going on. Let's, let's check in with Engineer Emily. She should have AB on the line right now. Emily, hey, it's me. Do you have AB on the line? No, he never picked up. Did you use the number that I gave you? Yeah, man. I tried him twice. He never picked up. Dude is a total jabroni. I don't know why you want to talk to him anyway. I I don't know. I I, I just wanted to do some follow-ups on the whole Johnny Coin thing. I want to see how see how that's going. I just I don't know. I wanted to see if he'd sold them all yet. As as I recall, as the listeners recall, you had sixty thousand Johnny Coins from a commercial that you made for AB. Do you? Do you still have those, or or did you sell them already? I still have them on a flash drive in my cabin. I considered selling them, but thought that I might hodel for a while. Hodel? What does that mean, hodel? Yeah, hodel. That is crypto dork. It means that I might hold on to them and see what happens. I don't really need the money anyway. My needs are very small. I do not need what I do not have. That's a good way to look at things, dude. I, I'll tell you the truth, man. I I try to do that myself, but um, there's all these things that I do not have that I feel like I need, like like that Mego Frankenstein. I I need that super bad. I I don't know. I I can't seem to get over over the material things, you know. Yeah, but you aren't as bad as some fools that I know. You like things for sure, but you don't really go past your means to get them. Your needs are meager, really. Wanting a doll isn't that bad. Emily, Migos aren't dolls. They're action figures. Nah, dude. They are dolls, Star Wars guys, or whatever are action figures. If they have rooted hair or clothes made out of fabric, then they are dolls. Don't sweat it, though. Guys can play with dolls if they want. I am very open-minded to that stuff. That's great, thanks. I'm glad I have your approval, Emily. You're the best. Too bad we couldn't get AB on the line. I... 
I was really looking forward to talking to him. He's such a flake sometime. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe next time, huh? Maybe, but I doubt it. I think he only wanted to talk with us because he was selling something. Now that he is not, I think he's going to ghost us. I don't mind, though. I really, really don't like that dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how much I like him personally, but I, I, I think that he makes for like an inner entertaining show sometimes. I don't know about all that. Remember when he fired you and took over the show? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that. Do you remember when he joined up with the Space Pirates and threatened to kill us? That was pretty entertaining, wasn't it? I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't, know, I think you're being sarcastic, but yeah, I, I remember that, that. That was pretty whack, but at the same time, that was... That was pretty entertaining. Those episodes did really good as far as downloads and stuff. I guess, but I'd never have him or J5 on again. If it were up to me. To be real, if I had them in my sights, I'd blast them. But that's just me. I have a military background and like to settle things that way sometimes. I need to know when you guys are going to vacate this room. We will leave this room when we are done. We are working on the show. The Commodore knows about it. He is a big fan. We have needs at this station. We need the room. We need the room too. We will be done in a minute and you can have it back. Don't get your panties in a bunch. What? What did you say? We have things in an agenda that we have to keep up. What's your agenda? Trapping whales. What are you talking about? That's none of your concern. I am not going to speak to you about anything. I just need to know when you're going to finish with this room. Well, I want to know what you are doing with all the whales. Some sort of fishing operation. Whaling is illegal in the Pacific Ocean, Walsh. Don't make me call the authorities. What? What? What would you say? <sighs> you have two minutes to get out of here. And don't think I'm not going to speak to the Commodore about that. Not going to stand for it. Dang, Emily. You, oh my gosh, you, uh, you're going to get us in trouble. You can't, you can't mouth off to Captain Walsh like that. Captain Walsh. She's Captain Walsh now. I thought she was a fish doctor or something. Yeah, she's a fish doctor, but, uh, check it out. I was talking to one of the other dudes and she used to be a captain in the Canadian Navy. She, she led a submarine. I... Oh, great. She is so awesome. I don't like her either, but I... I wouldn't mouth off to her like that. She's, you know, she's the boss of the station. I don't like her one bit. I saw a lot of people like that when I was in the Corinthian army. I didn't like it then. And I don't like it now. Yeah, I feel you there. You know, you don't talk a lot about your... About your time in the Corinthian army. That... That must have been rough, I, I imagine. Yeah, it was rough, and full of fools like Walsh. People like that get people killed. I've seen it all before. No, come on, it's not that bad. You you really seem like you're on, on edge lately, though, Emily. I don't like being yelled at at all. I'll blow this whole place up before I let her yell at me like that. Blow this place up, too? Come on, we'll get blown up as well, you... You don't mean that, do you? No, I don't mean it. I sort of mean it, but I don't really. I'm just really annoyed with all of this... Hey, me too, Emily. I'm super annoyed with all this. I I thought I would like it down here, and it is it is kind of fun sometimes to see to see like weird fish or whatever, but it's not it's not as cool as I thought it would be, but we got to we got to try to make the best of it. I mean, how many how many people even get to ever like be down here even for a second to see like a narwhal in in real life? It's all it's all super wild. We got to take it for what it is. I guess you are right, but I would really like to go back to Callisto. I really knew my way around up there and they left us alone for the most part, so it was way more chill. Yeah, it was way more chill up there, but you know, sometimes in life you're put in situations that you don't really like, but you gotta, you gotta try to make the best of it. I find that, that in the future, all you really remember are the good parts anyway. I sometimes wonder if our brain kind of works to just keep the bad memories down and push the good memories up. That's that's a great thing, you know? We, we tend to forget the worst. As my mom used to say to me that pain has no memory. I would... I would, like, fall down and scrape my knee and she would just go, Hey, don't worry, you know, pain has no memory. Meaning, once, 
once you get past the, uh, you know, the hardships, it's all, it's all just in the rear view from there. But, uh, Emily, I'm going to call this segment, uh, I will, I will talk to you soon. Why don't you, why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Yeah, talk to you guys later. I have some windows to clean. Yeah, me too, man. Those windows, they just, like, they get dirty, you clean them. A few hours later, you gotta clean them again. Also... Also, those fish doctors can look out and try to find narwhals. All right, let's move into the uh, next segment known as At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Dear Mr. Core, three days ago, taken by wolves no one in the village will hunt them my husband will come home from the war soon I must have something to show him so you come to kill it to kill the one that took him I came to help if I can to explain this if I can not the first time people died out there. The hillside is scattered with pieces of bodies. Hold the dark, available only on Netflix. This week, we saw a movie not at the theater, but at home on Netflix. I I do watch Netflix. I watch Netflix movies, but I... I don't often review them, but I, I kind of had to rethink this lately. There are movies that are going to be coming out from Netflix this year that are going to get, that are going to get, like, Oscar consideration. So it's probably time for me to start taking a look at some of these and considering them as movies watched. I, I keep a list of all the times that I go to a movie every year. At the end of the year, I dedicate an episode to going over these, but I I don't often put the Netflix movies on the list. I I just never considered them that way, but I gotta I gotta change. I actually put this one on there. Hold the dark. Hold the dark is the latest from Jeremy Saulnier, who is a He's a filmmaker I like a lot. He came out with this movie called Green Room a couple years ago that I that I really liked. As I recall, I had it as my number two movie of the year right behind right behind Sing Street. That was 2016, if I remember correctly. Green Room is the story of this this small time punk band that gets booked to play at a uh, kind of a skinhead compound in Idaho when they when they witness a murder, and then they have to try to escape, escape with their lives, everything, everything goes off from there, great, great survival horror movie, if you have not seen that, I, I cannot recommend it highly enough, when, when I heard that his next movie was coming out, I, I said, that's great, I can't wait to see it, and then I saw that it was going to, that it was going to be on Netflix, I'm like, it's going to be for free? in my house, and I can go check it out, that is, that's dynamite, so I, I waited till the day it dropped, and I got together with the good old wife, she, she liked Green Room too, and we're just like, let's check it out, and check it out, we did, the movie stars Jeffrey Wright, who you might know from Westworld, Westworld the TV show, Alexander Skarsgård, who you might know as Eric Northman from True Blood, it has Riley Coe, who I later found out is the daughter of Lisa Marie Presley, which makes her the granddaughter of the man himself, Elvis Presley. This this movie is set in the remote Alaskan wilderness. This place is like, it's so remote that somebody makes reference to Anchorage. And they're like, that's not even Alaska. This is, this is the off the plumbing grid Alaska. This is the we have no electricity Alaska. And this lady, Riley Coe, lives out there when sadly a wolf takes her child away and we should assume chomps it up. I think that's, I think that's what wolves do with, with their prey. They give it a chomp. This, this movie is super dark. Green Room was super violent and super dark. So I knew going in that this would, this would be similar. And ho, ho, 
I am not disappointed in uh, the darkness and the uh, the sadness in this movie. I I don't always go for violence, but if I know going in that this is going to be some violent delight, like a purge, like something like that, then then I can deal with it as long as there is as long as there is like some kind of an idea or some kind of an artistic quality to it. I don't I don't enjoy violence for violence' sakes. I don't I don't enjoy out of place violence. This is something we talk about all the time. Like I'm watching. I'm watching Arrow, and next thing I know, Arrow's plugging somebody in the forehead with a, with a longbow bolt, and I'm just like, that does not seem like something the Ollie Queen I know would do, but when I tune into something like Hold the Dark, I definitely, I definitely expect there to be blood, I definitely expect there to be violence, so I'm prepared for it, but um, I, I don't know what amount of preparation it would take to be, be ready for the amount of violence that I saw in this movie there. There is one scene of extended violence that that really shook me up. There's a shootout between the police and a crook that goes on and on and on and on and it it really shook me up. It uh it caused me to have bad dreams that night. I had a dream that I was involved involved in the shooting. I did I did enjoy this movie. There is a lot of a lot of good dialogue, a lot of good acting. Jeffrey Wright plays it he plays it really low key and he comes across he comes across like somebody who is not so much out of his element but definitely in over his head. He's a writer. He wrote a book about wolves. He spent time he spent time living with wolves and the the baby's mother calls him as an expert to come down and to try to trap the wolf for her. And while while he does hunt and while he has lived amongst the wolves, he's not he's not Mr. Backwoods Alaska as much as he is Mr. Mr. Write a book at home, but he he does his best to come down and to track down the wolves and things things just jump off from there. It goes it goes in this direction that I did not foresee. I thought that this was while not as good as Green Room was awfully good. If you already subscribed to Netflix, check it out, but be ready. Be ready for some dark, dark, violent, violent stuff, but if you go in knowing that, you're gonna, you're gonna have a good time, I think. Not necessarily a good time. This isn't a feel-good type thing, but you'll definitely, you'll definitely be left feeling as if I saw a good movie today. That would have, this would have been the type that would play at Summerfield Theater. That's our, that's the arty farty theater we have around here. It is kind of a Kind of an arty farty type thing. Not 100% arts and farts, but there is there is a lot of arts and farts type filmmaking in this. The movie the movie doesn't beat you over the head with what is going down. It's up to you to watch the movie and try to figure out what what is going on. So in that regard, it is a bit confusing. I can see how this this might bear repeated viewing, but due to the due to the dark content, I don't know how many more times I would want to see this. While I did definitely enjoy this movie, and I definitely thought that it was that it was a good movie, I was confused by a lot of what happened. Not necessarily the plot, but by a lot of the a lot of the characters' actions, because not everything is explained in the way that you sometimes get in a movie. You know how sometimes you watch in a movie where they have like some kind of a plot or a scheme, and then they'll They'll go through at the end and they'll show you every little step over again so that you so that you know exactly what's going on. This is not that movie. This is a movie where you're watching weird things happen and then to the end you're kind of left like, huh, that was cool. I'm not entirely sure why they did that, but I, I definitely did enjoy watching that. I I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm a fan of Jeremy Saulnier. This movie was not as good as Green Room by any stretch. But it was better than a lot of the things that I have seen this year. The wife enjoyed it too. We we had a nice time sitting on the couch. We ate some potato chips. We watched this in the in the comfort of our home. I didn't have to worry about people talking. I didn't have to worry about dudes flashing their cell phone and answering texts. And I'll say that was that was definitely nice. But I didn't get the experience of going to the theater. I didn't get the good popcorn. I didn't get the soda. I didn't get all that fun stuff that I that I would get over there, but you got to take them where you get them. If they play a good movie on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. If they put the good movie in the theater, I'm going to go watch it too. So, with all that said, I'm the good old-fashioned Source Magazine Mike Meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic. I am going to go ahead and give Hold the Dark 
3.5 mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, we are back for the final segment of the show. I have like a, uh, a sneeze tickling the end of my nose. Does that ever happen to you? I still, I still can't seem to kick this cold. You ever have a cold where it's, it's gone, but like there are some elements of the, of the sickness still lingering with you? Like I, like I get, my nose gets tickly and I sneeze a lot and I, I from time to time start to cough randomly and I, I feel tired when I don't feel I should, but that could just be, that could just be boredom. It's hard to say. Having, having tiredness as a symptom, it's, it's a tough one to pinpoint because it could be that you're working too hard. It could be that you're bored. It could be any number of things. It's, it's hard to say. At any rate, I have, um, I still have like this, this, it sneezed like right at the end of my nose and I can't, I can't seem to get it out. Let's, uh. Let's see what's going on. I I posted up the the panels from the Santa Rosa Toy Con. Those are over on Patreon. There's one from RJ Mitt, who you may know as Walt Jr. from Breaking Bad. Then there is another one from LeVar Burton, who you know. You know him as LeVar Burton. He's Jordy LaForge. He's the guy from Reading Rainbow. Both of them are fun in their own way. RJ Mitt has a lot of a lot of positive thinking, a lot of positive thought, and he has some some interesting theories on Breaking Bad. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you might want to check these out. These are over at Support the Report for their for show Patreons. You can become one for as little as a dollar a month. It's every little bit helps. I'll just say that. The money goes for like hosting fees. The money goes just goes for all sorts of stuff involved with the show. I don't know stickers. What have you? So support the report. Consider consider becoming a show Patreon. It's it's great. I got a show that I'm working on for for patrons only. I have the I have the entire first one done. I want to wait till I get the entire second one done. I do you know what? I think that I am within I am within shooting distance. So let's go ahead and we're going to offer the uh, the first one up. Let's look at the calendar here and we shall see. I want to drop it on the, uh, let's see. This show is going to come out on October 10th. I am going to drop the first patron-only show on Monday, October 15th. It's an hour it's super fun. I recorded a lot of it in my garage. I recorded it like when I was out on the road. It's it's really fun. You get a bit of a I would say you get a bit of a more candid view of the of the IC Robots universe. You get to hear me talking about junk in my garage when I'm recording videos. You get to see me. You get to hear me playing Miss Pac-Man and talking about my various Miss Pac-Man techniques. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be out on Monday the 15th on supportthereport.com. If you are so inclined to get down with that, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. You can you can get this RJ Mitt panel. You'll get the new POS, the patron-only show. You get the LeVar Burton panel. You'll get, there's some fun episodes of Real Wisdom on there. There's a lot, a lot of stuff. I do think, I do think it's worth considering becoming a Patreon. Let's... Let's, uh, let's play a, a small bit from the new show, just so, just so you can get a taste of what you, what you might be paying for. Let me find that, alright, giddy up. Catch those in the pants. You need to catch three pies in your pants in 30 seconds. I was going through some of these tapes that I got in the garage, I like to rip, I like to rip tapes and put them on, uh, YouTube. Like I said a million times already, I'm working on this YouTube channel, I See Robots Television. Which I haven't launched yet, but I found an old episode of Family Double Dare. It is the, I guess it's the pilot, because at the beginning Mark Summers talks about how this is like a sneak peek of upcoming Family Double Dare. Let me take a sip of this. Let me take a sip of this right now. So, I'm ripping this, and I was playing a little Miss Pack. Um, 
I'm right now living like, this is like the perfect life I would have wanted as a kid. Watching Double Dare, playing my own Miss Pac-Man machine. I, I got it made. I got it made. The, uh, the 12 year old me would have been so jealous right now. I, I can't believe it. Too bad I'm not the 12 year old me anymore. Wouldn't it be fun to go back and let yourself know someday you'll have everything you ever want, but you won't have it now. You'll have it in the future. Um, like messing around with like things I wanted when I was a kid. Like, like I said, I got this Miss Pac-Man machine because I always wanted one, and now I'm happy. I got a bunch of VCRs when I was a kid. I wanted a bunch of VCRs. Now I got them. You know, if you wait, if you wait long enough, the things that you want will end up becoming worthless, and then and then you'll get to have them. Uh, let's listen to Family Double Dare for a sec. Congratulations and a fabulous prize. Harvey, tell them what it is, please. Well, Mark, tonight they'll get a CD player from Shark. Complete with programming features. Now the whole family can enjoy the latest in audio fidelity, Mark. Okay, it was a win at the buzzer, and now we're going to move over to the messiest minute in television right after this message. You all excited about this? All right, dudes, I'm going to go. We will talk soon. A lot of times what I'll do on this show is... I'll be out in my garage doodling about sometimes copying commercials from videotapes for for the YouTube channel I See Robots Television that's readily available on YouTube. A lot of fun to be had over there. I'll I'll get my my little handheld recorder that I bought and I'll just like I'll just talk about what I'm watching and what's going on. It's it's pretty fun. I played back the completed first one and I thought it was I thought it was a good time. It might make some decent background noise. That's going to be that's going to be available on the 15th on supportthereport.com. I hope to get one of those out every couple weeks. That seems that seems reasonable support thereport.com. Let's see um what else is what else is cracking? We got a couple couple voicemails which is always that's always fun. If you want to reach us, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS, that's 707-532-5267, that's the, that's the IC Robots hotline, you can call, you can leave us a message, it's a lot of fun, let's, let's check out the first one that we got, uh, that we got here. Hey IC Robots, I uh, love the show, it's, uh, it's your boy Joe, uh, I, understand all the things you're into, the, uh, the comic book collecting, watching movies, collecting movies, uh, collecting G.I. Joe's, but there's a lot of stuff in the world like I don't get, like I don't get being a baseball fan because it lasts like seven months and they play like every other day, or, or stuff like being a YouTube fan, or, or remote control cars and boats, my question is, is there anything you just, you just don't get? Like, uh, you just don't relate to this hobby at all. And uh, I'm curious to know what it is. Thanks. Bye now. That's, uh, that's a really good question, Joe. I I appreciate that one a lot. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Joe, Joe's our dude who used to work at Video Droid. Rest in peace, T-R-O-Y, Video Droid. I, I drove by there the other day and I saw that they're gutting the interiors for a new business, which is, which is great. You don't want to see a vacant building, that's for sure. But I, I always liked going by and going to Video Droid. I saw it and I was so bummed out that I, I dipped over to Joe Video, which is on the other side of town by Food Max. I went over there and I'm like, I got to buy something. I got to make sure this doesn't happen to Joe Video. So I picked up a copy of Isle of Dogs. On Blu-ray, a previously viewed Blu-ray. It was only nine bucks. I I was super happy, and I was also happy to see there were customers in the store renting videos, and I saw somebody else buy a DVD too. So I I feel good about this. This was like an afternoon too. This wasn't like a Friday night or anything. So I was happy to see like five or six people milling around. So, but uh, back to Joe's point. I. I get why people don't like baseball. It's very slow-paced. It, not a lot goes on. The season seems to last forever. But that's what that's what I like about baseball. I like the slow, easy pace of the game. I like that you can just put it on the TV or on the radio in the background, and it can take up three, four hours and just fill your house with these 
these great noises of bats hitting balls and dudes dudes catching flies. It's it's just something, man. I feel like it's down in my DNA to enjoy baseball. I I have this long family history with baseball. My dad was a ball player. My bro was a ball player. My cousin was a ball player. Everybody, everybody around me played some ball. It just, it was always on the TV. It was always on the radio. It feels like, it feels like it's underneath my skin. I almost, I almost have to watch baseball if that, if that makes sense. But I also enjoy it. I think it's great. I love, love watching the Oakland A's. The dudes had a great year. Sadly, they lost in the, the wild card game to the uh, the evil New York Yankees. Man, those guys look like a bunch of creeps to me. A bunch of galoots. Their fans look like jerks. I was sad to see our dudes lose to them. But um, the uh, the story of baseball in Oakland is almost Oakland gets they get a good team full of good players, and then the Yankees sign all of them and they become free agents. The A's. The A's move into the wild card or into the playoffs or whatever, and they bump into the mighty Yankees, and they they get murked. It's big market versus small market, big guy versus small guy. And I'm proud of our dudes for making it that far. It was it was a heck of a season. I was online with Gino Vega, and we were both. He said he was getting an ulcer, and I was getting one too in anticipation of the game. But um, I'm proud of the dudes. They did. They did awesome this year. This didn't really go toward any length of answering your question about anything, and I apologize for that, but I, I'll tell you something that people are way, way, way into that I I myself do not get, and that is, that's the sport of football. Look, I don't hold anybody in any way a negative sense for liking anything. It's like, like what you want. I'm happy that you that you like what you like. I, I'm glad that this is there for you, but it's never... It's never spoken to me. It's too, it's too violent. It's too berserk. I don't, I don't really understand it all that much. I understand the rules. I know how to play football. I've played my share of flag football. I've seen my share of football games, I guess. But, um, the appeal just isn't, just isn't there for me. While baseball seems, seems like all wholesome and stuff. I realize, you know, no big enterprise like that is all wholesome and stuff, but it feels like just nice and folksy and wholesome. Football seems like brash and violent and like in your face and sleazy, but that's just, that's just what I see from the outside. It's not definitely my, not my cup of tea, but hey man, if you're into it, that's awesome. I, I never understood it on any level, and we'll go back to our dude, Gino Vega. He was, he was posting some stuff about watching the Raiders, and I'm just like, seems weird to me that homie likes football, but then he explained it on an episode that, uh, football to him is like Saturday morning cartoons. It's this thing that comes out once a week that he can look forward to and that he can watch on Saturday or Sunday morning. Because I'm like, you know, I get it. I get it now. I wish that it was cartoons, not football. But I do, they gave me an understanding of it that I didn't, I didn't really have before. But it's not, definitely not my cup of tea. I, I don't know. It's just not for me. Another thing that people are crazily into that I just do not get at all is Funko Pops. Again, if you like them, that's awesome. I like a lot of stupid stuff myself. I totally... I totally get it. I just don't really get the aesthetic of the Funko Pop. I way, way, way prefer the reaction figures that came out from Super 7, but they quit carrying them in Toys R Us, and then they quit being a Toys R Us altogether, so I, I lost contact with the reactions, but I I just don't get the whole, the whole Funko aesthetic. I don't like the shape of the Pops. I don't like... I just don't like how how round they are, I guess. I way prefer the the vintage Star Wars style of the um of the reaction figure. But again, that's just a matter of taste. People go crazy for pop. Pop's like the biggest thing in the world. I go to the supermarket, I see pops. I go to the bookstore, I see pops. I go everywhere and I see pops. When I was at the Santa Rosa Toy Con, there were like two or three booths that only had pops. I'm just like, this is so crazy. I kind of wish that I was into them because it would make collecting like so much easier because they would be in your face all the time. But I, I just don't get the aesthetic. They, they don't appeal to me on a, on a visual level, but I do, I do think it's kind of neat how they have all the licenses, but I wish, I wish that they were like reaction figures, like more like action figures with all the licenses. I would think it'd be fun to see some of these pops as action figures, but Funko really seems to dominate the uh, the licensing. They get a hold of 
everything is. Super 7 gets a hold of some stuff. When they do, they milk every last drop out of it. But um, Funko definitely dominates that. I hope that I hope that this answered some of your your question, Joe. I appreciate you uh you checking in with us. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you liking and sharing the tweets, your patronage, your um your uh your aces with me. Let's see. We got um we got a text message here. There's no name. Please leave your name. I want to thank you. In the future if anybody ever leaves a text, I would I'd like to give you a thanks. So just say your name. Say a made up name. I don't know. Let's Let's see what this guy has to say. You have been talking a lot about Migos lately. What are some lines you would like to see Migo go after or produce? That's a good question. I I was talking about this the other day. Some of some of the things that I would think would make really neat Migos are what did I think? Run DMC. I think that would be really fun. I can imagine a great little DMC with the glasses and stuff and their hats. I I would like to see that. You could make them in track suits, or you could make them in their, um, you know, their standard leather jackets with the Adidas shoes. These would be super duper neat. I'd like to see Public Enemy with Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Flav could have a clock. That would be, that would be Dynamite, the $6 million man. I would like to see some of that. WKRP in Cincinnati. I want to see Herb. I want to see Johnny Fever. I want to see Venus Flytrap. I want to see the big guy. That is Andy Travis. And then you got Lonnie Anderson and you got Bailey. This is, this is a line that Migo seems made to produce. That would be, that would be a ton of fun. I imagine a Herb in like some, some grotesque suit. That would be super duper duper dope. Uh, what else? I... I would like to see some of the uh, the more current random TV shows, like maybe Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I don't know how good of a a good of one that is, but Miko was known for having these wacky licenses. I could see a little Olivia Benson, a little Ice T, a little Ice T. Uh, I don't know. There's so many fun things they could make. I would definitely like to see them get into get into some old school rap. I know they're making Kiss and. I, I appreciate that they make rockers like Hendrix, but it'd be cool to see a run DMC. Heck, I would even be, I would even be happy with like a Beastie Boys or whatever. I don't know. I, I would like to see some old school rap in the house as far as Migo goes. Oh, what was that? Oh, uh, that means we just got another voicemail. That's cool. Let's, um, let's check that out. I gotta, gotta download it here really quick. Okay, let's give that a play. Hello, I see robots. This is Leslie, the Commodore's assistant. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Dr. Jane Walsh has formally lodged a complaint with Pooptronics Human Resources, wherein she cites yourself and Emily as insubordinate. The Commodore wishes to express that he feels that the three of you should work it out amongst yourselves at this point, but if problems persist, he might have to consider a disciplinary tribunal. So please do try to get along. Also, while I have you on the line, the Commodore says to say hi to Iceberg. He loves that chap. What the heck? A... A disciplinary tribunal were being insubordinate? I, I don't know, man. That's, that's pretty low. The show's not even over and she's already called the Commodore. I, I think that I'm doing my best to try to work it out with her, but I, I don't know, man. That's, that's not cool at all. Sorry that you guys had to hear that, but it's not, it's not all awesome up here all the time. Let's, let's just, uh, oh, that's the worst. I... I feel so embarrassed that you guys even, you even heard that. I, I apologize again. If I would have, if I would have known what that was, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have played it on the show. Let's, let's try to move forward. I've been on the hunt for the, for the Wave 2 Migos. I, I came close. Let me, uh, let me tell you this story. We went over to the, to the Target in the Cottingtown Mall and I saw that, they had, like, two giant rolly carts full of toys that they were putting out. And then I rushed over to the Migos. What good fortune. I'll get the Frankenstein. I'll get the Richie Cunningham. I'll get the Greg Brady with the Tiki Idol. All that stuff that I want. But when I got over there, 
the the eight inch Migos weren't out, but the Wave Two twelve inch Migos were out. So I I kind of like on the sly I went by the the hand carts full of stuff, and I I sort of like looked at the boxes and see I tried to see if any of them any of them said Migo on the side. I have since learned that the boxes the Migos come in don't say Migo. They they just list like the country of origin, which is China. And they have some numbers and stuff, but um, I was I was still naive at the time, and I was looking for the Mego on the side. I didn't see it, but uh, they had like they had maybe two or three people putting things away. So I decided, what the heck? I am gonna ask this kid if they know anything about what might be coming out. Usually, usually when you ask a store clerk, they don't they don't have a lot of information. It's not as if people specialize in a special area. You know, it's not like. This homie always works in the toys. He knows the toys like the back of his hand. They all they all work all over the place and they don't really have any vested interest in any of the any of the merch. So it's 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 really hit or miss, but I decided I'm gonna ask the homie. But when you do this, it's tough because you wanna try to avoid using jargon like wave two or even words like words like Migo. I I try to talk to them in a, in, in the way that one would talk to a layman in the toy game. So I I get the kid aside and I go, hey, over here, I've noticed that um, there are some new ones down here, like these ones. These ones are all new. I, I, I collect these is what I kind of kind of whispered to him, trying to play it so like maybe we'll get friendly. But I'm like, I, you know, I collect these. And I said, these ones down here are all, these are all new. And I was wondering, you know, if there's any of the of the new ones in, in this, this style, you know, and I pointed toward like, you know, the eight inch and he goes, let me look in my phone. So he gets into his phone and I don't know if he's connected to like some official target, like inventory software, or if he's connected to just the, the standard run of the mill target website. Cause he looks and he goes, no, it doesn't look like we have any of those in stock. And I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know if he meant to say there aren't any of the new wave in stock or there aren't any of just them in stock at all. Because I've noticed that when you go on the Target website and you try to look and see whether they have, you know, let's say Frankenstein at the Target in Petaluma, they just kind of say that they don't have anything. I don't know why that is. It's just what they do. It's probably hard to keep track of the inventory of an individual figure. You might be able to say like, oh, there are 27 Migos at the Target in Ronard Park, but it's not going to tell you which one, which one they are, you know. So I, I let the kid off the hook. I didn't want to hassle the kid. I, I said, hey man, thanks for looking. I really appreciate that. I don't want to, I don't want to hassle anybody. So I just, you know, I let him off the hook figuring I wasn't really going to get anywhere with this, but I, I eyed the boxes again and I, I honestly couldn't tell, but I felt like we might be on the on the right track, and I, I said to the wife, maybe if we come back tomorrow, or even the next day, they might, they might have the, the new ones out, and she's like, yeah, we'll be, we'll be over on the side of town anyway, so no problem, we'll dip in, and she's kind of getting into it too, you know, she, she also feels the thrill of the hunt, and she, she, she wants the, the success, so I'm like, we'll, we'll dip through again, so we're going out, and she's, she's super nice about this stuff, she goes, do you want to go to the other Target and look? And I said, I kind of do, but I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to hassle you about it or anything. She goes, no, let's go. Let's, it'll be fun. We'll go. So we went over there and I was, I was like looking all through them and there weren't any new 12 inch or eight inch. But, um, as I was kind of like looking at the pegs, I, I noticed there was a, a Samantha from Bewitched. It's a very nice one. It's a, you know, female obviously. And she's, She's in the witch hat that she's in in the animation at the beginning of the show. She's wearing all black. She has a witch's hat. She has some high heels. Kind of a kind of a cute figure. And I noted that, you know, this was Wave 2 figure. Samantha is a is a Wave 2, but they didn't have any of the Wave 2 12-inch, any of the Wave 2 8-inch. So I didn't really know what to make of this. So I, I put it back and I, you know, I mentioned to the wife, yeah, I saw this one, but there weren't any of the other ones. And I... I thanked her for being nice enough to, like, drive around town and look at Migos with me, and we headed home, and then I was at home, and I'm, I'm just, like, foodling around on my Facebook, on my phone, while I'm, I'm sitting there getting ready to go to bed, and I, 
I go through the the Mego Museum. That's one of the Mego groups I follow on Facebook. And I recently got hip to a different one called the Mego Ambassador by Engineer Nerd. And this one seems to be more official. I've been I've been following both. Both have been providing great information. But a uh, big up to Engineer Nerd for pointing that out to me. I I noted that somebody in one of the groups posted how the Migos in his area had been moved to the area near the the Marvel figures that they had come down from the uh, from the end cap. So I started thinking to myself, I wonder if they're all over by the Marvel figures because I did not look anywhere else. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take up the whole night looking for Amigos, so I just, like, I looked at the Amigo section, and then I dipped out. I, I went through the Blu-rays first. Um, anyhow, so I'm at home, and I'm in bed, and I start thinking, I wonder if they got moved. And I, I kind of start to fret about it a little bit, like, what if they were all there? And I was so close, but didn't do it. So I, next time we went in, which was actually the next day, we went to, um, we went to do something near the Target, and I rolled through really quick, and I... I just made note to myself, they were not anywhere else. But that Samantha was still there, which was, which was weird. I really do want to know about the origin of this, of this Samantha. On a side note, the wife came by and she's like, did you find him? I said, nah. And I go, there's this Samantha. And she looks at it and she's like, I, I really liked Bewitched. That was one of my favorite shows. I used to watch that on, on Channel 50s, Channel 50 in the afternoon. She's like, I think I'm going to get this. So she bought it. We have it out in our Halloween display right now. She's a cute little witch. It looks good. I, I like her. I don't so much... I don't go for the female Meigs. We've talked about this before. Her hat doesn't fit on her head as well as I would like. You can't seem to pull it down far enough that it's all the way on her head. It looks like it's propped on the top of her head. The wife... The wife even tried, like, pulling, like, a tight ponytail. Like a Betty Cooper ponytail. Like, super tight. But we weren't able to fit it on there. I don't know. I have considered maybe heating it up and see if I could stretch it just a smudge because it just needs a smudge. But either way, either way, I'm fine. So I did get that Mego or she got that one rather. We still, we still have it in the house. So I do consider it to be one of mine. And then we, I know it sounds like this is all I'm doing, but there was a period of time where this was all I was doing seemingly because I knew they were about to drop any day now. And I'm seeing on all these Mego groups how people are going down the scalpers are getting all of them, and I wanted to get a Frankenstein. I wanted to get a Frankenstein and win this time. I didn't want to have to order it on eBay like I did last time. I wanted to find it in the wild. So we're doing this every day. So we decide we're going back to the other target, the Cottingtown target. And now when we get there, there are still no Wave 2s, but there are three Samanthas from Bewitched. The whole top row is Samantha from Bewitched, but there are no Frankenstein, there's no Greggs, there's no Joe from Facts Alive, there's none of that stuff. It's super, super duper weird. But then I'm sitting around and I get the alert from one of the Mego groups that the Frankenstein Mego is available on Target.com right now. And I decided, I've been doing this every day. I'm going insane. I'm losing it. I'm just going to buy it. So I bought it. It's on the way presently. I very seldom almost never, maybe even never order like from the official, official website. I do get some later on eBay. I have done that, but I, I usually don't do that. I'll hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt. And then finally, if I have to admit defeat, I'll get them on the secondary market. Very seldom do I admit defeat ahead of time, but I was spending so much time doing this. just, if you consider the gas, it's worth it just to get it. So He's on the way here. I'll definitely have a review of that on the next episode. He looks, he looks delightful. I'll tell you what. Um, well, that's probably about it for this week, I think. Um, my voice is starting to go. This cold is really, really doing a number on me. It's just hanging and hanging and clanging and it won't go. I, I don't know, man. I'll be fine. This week, I think I might be back with another another episode similar to this, I'll, I'll probably have seen Venom by then. I I don't know what to make about this. I was not the number one Venom fan back in the day. As a matter of fact, I turned my back on Venom completely. There were people who were just bananas. There was a period of time where Venom, we're talking about the Marvel character Venom, the black, the black Spider-Man monster looking thing that has a movie coming out this, this week. Um, there was a time where Venom was like the number one character in all of characters. He was on top, way above everybody. People were just into him. But I I always kind of thought he was like a knucklehead character, like a 
like a Lobo, like a Cable, sort of like a Deadpool is now. I appreciate anybody liking anything they like. Enjoy what you enjoy. Don't care about what I what I think about anything, but Venom didn't appeal to me. He seemed like he appealed to, like, comic jocks. Not necessarily jock jocks, but, like, you know, sometimes there are, like, more jockey dudes who are into comics and superheroes, probably because they're so buffed. That's what I imagine. They look at, like, they look at Captain America and they're all, dig those biceps. I want to look like that. And they, they read comics. I don't know. We all read them for different, different reasons. I'm not judging. I'm just... I'm just talking, but Venom seemed to me like it appealed to those comic jocks, much like Deadpool does, much like Cable, all those kind of guys, so I don't know what this movie's going to be like, but I'm going to check it out. Tom Hardy's a terrific actor. I went in with really low expectations, which is always which is always good, you know? It um, makes it easier to be surprised by uh, a halfway decent movie. So, we'll talk about that a bit next week. That'll be fun. Uh... Until then, for me, for Engineer Emily and Zincade, for Iceberg, for Dr. Jane Walsh, I guess, for the Commodore's assistant, Leslie, this has been episode number 171 of the Toys R Us Report. If you don't know, I know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day ha. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California.